Chapter Nine of Stories of the Lifeboat by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Hardly saved. The first duty of the crew of the lifeboat is to save life, but it frequently happens that a stranded vessel is not so seriously damaged as to hinder her being got afloat again under these circumstances the men are at liberty to assist in saving the vessel if the captain is willing to employ them this is a very dangerous business and often after long hours of peril and labour the ship is dashed to pieces by the waves and the men are with difficulty rescued a splendid example of the risk attending this salvage service occurred several years ago on the goodwin sands in response to signals of distress the tug and lifeboat put out from ramsgate pier and found a portuguese ship on the sands her masts and rigging were still standing and there was every chance of her being saved the vessel had gone head-on to the goodwins and the boatman got an anchor out from the stern as quickly as possible with the intention of working her off into deep water by the help of the tug but this attempt had soon to be abandoned shortly after midnight the gale increased and heavy seas began to roll over the sands the ship which had all along lain comparatively still was now dashed about by the waves with terrific violence the lifeboat remained alongside and her crew knowing well that a storm on the good winds is not to be trifled with urged the sailors to come on board the captain however refused to leave his ship so there was nothing for it but to wait until an extra heavy sea should convince the captain that it was no longer possible to save the vessel this happened sooner than could have been expected for almost the very next instant a wave struck her and smashed several of her timbers the sailors now begged to be taken on board and they were told to come on and hurry up but first of all they had to get their belongings though every moment was of consequence the coxswain had not the heart to forbid them bringing any articles on board and eight chests were lowered into the lifeboat then one by one the crew abandoned the vessel all danger was not yet over the seas dashed over the ship into the lifeboat blinding and drenching the men and rendering still more difficult their task of keeping the boat from being crushed under the side of the vessel haul at the cable as they would they were unable to get her out of the basin which the brig had made for herself in the sand to add to the horror of their position the wreck threatened to fall over on the top of them every moment there was only one way of escape to wait until the tide rose sufficiently to float them off but the chances were 
that when the tide rose it would be too late to save them they would then have ceased to struggle or to suffer and the battered remains of their trusty boat would tell those at home what had become of them crouching down as low as possible to avoid being struck by the swaying yards and fluttering canvas the men waited for deliverance or would it be death at length the tide reached her and the boatmen redoubled their efforts to haul their little vessel away from the ship slowly very slowly she drew away from that terrible black hull and those swaying yards but now a new and unforeseen difficulty presented itself in the face of the wind and tide it was impossible for them to get away from the sands so in spite of their exhaustion and the black darkness of the night they determined to beat right across the sands they hauled hard on the cable again but the anchor began to drag and they were drifting back again to the wreck up foresaw shouted the coxswain at the same time giving orders to cut away the anchor the boat bounded forward for a few yards and then struck on the sands again fearfully near to the wreck wave after wave dashed into the boat and nearly washed the weary men overboard but they held on like bulldogs three times she was driven back to the wreck and again and again she grounded on the sands one of the crew an old man upwards of fifty years of age thus described his feelings perhaps my friends were right when they said i hadn't ought to have gone out but you see when there is life to be saved it makes a man feel young again and i've always felt i had a call to save life when i could and i wasn't going to hang back then i stood it better than some of them after all but when we got to beating and grubbing over the sands swinging round and round and grounding every few yards with a jerk that almost tore our arms out from the sockets no sooner washed off one ridge and beginning to hope that the boat was clear then she thumped upon another harder than ever and all the time the wash of the surf nearly carrying us out of the boat it was truly almost too much for any man to stand i cannot describe it nor can any one else but when you say that you've beat and thumped over these sands almost yard by yard in a fearful storm on a winter's night and live to tell the tale why it seems to me about the next thing to saying that you've been dead and brought to life again at length deep water was reached and their dangers were over quickly more sail was hoisted and the boat headed for the welcome shelter of ramsgate pier all were in good spirits now even the portuguese sailors who had lost nearly everything they possessed on the way home 
the lifeboatmen noticed that they seemed to be discussing something among themselves presently one of them presented the coxswain with all the money they could scrape together amounting to about seventeen pounds to be divided among the crew we don't want your money shouted the hardy fellows and with many shakings of the head they returned the generous gift the harbour was soon afterwards reached where they were landed overjoyed at their miraculous escape and by every means in their power endeavouring to show the gratitude they felt but could not speak End of chapter nine